How you do? How you do? How you do? I I am full of egg rolls. Not as full as you are. That was good food tonight. Thank you all so much. I'm telling you, take good care of us. Thank you. And you get take good care of each other. I really appreciate it. I put my pretty thing. Hey, John and Misty, I gave him a message. Take it to him here. I put a prayer request in here. And uh, I got an answer. I got an answer. I got an answer. I got an I'm telling you, and I forgot, and I told so Yuri that I have to tell the pastor, I owe you an apology because I was yelling in your house, pal. I, I, was, I forgot where I was, and I was yelling in his house. My son, I had put my request was that my son, you know, he's had brain tumors, you know, and he had a 13-hour tumor, a 13-hour uh, operation, all like that. And so now he was going back. It has been five, six months, and he had to go to Johns Hopkins to, uh, to see just what was happening in his brain, right? And uh, he's going to get the MRI. It was supposed to have been Monday, I think, and I had you all pray, and I stuck that boy in there. I went back there, pray, oh, my boy, pray, oh, my boy, you know. And, uh, and, and it was, uh, they just, just, just changed the timeline. So it was today. He called me yesterday. He said, Mom, I'm going down Johns Hopkins tomorrow. I said, well, we're going to pray. Pastor prayed. Folk Dore prayed. Pastor Sayuri prayed. I'm down, I got on the telephone, called my people, blah, blah, got to pray. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, you got to talk this stuff through. And uh, so now this evening, we had been out, and I came home and uh, came to the pastor's house. And the phone rang. It was my son. Hey, Ma. I said, hey, what's going on? Where are you? So he was on his way back from Johns Hopkins. And, and, and uh, BMO, we call that's Baltimore. BMO was in a bad traffic. It had a, 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 a crime scene, so the street was blocked off, you know. And I know the route so well, I was telling him how to get out. Now, oh, Lombard, you make a right on Lombard. You make a, make a right on Lombard, going up to President and make that left. I was telling him how to do this thing, see, from the chair in the pastor's house. So he said, oh, his friend had gone with him. He said, oh, she says, go ahead and tell your mom the news. I said, okay, what's up? <laughs> what's up, what's up? And he says, well, I went to the doctor, my, my oncologist. He said from the baseline, baseline is when he was operated on, the day that he was operated on, and they saw the tumors and all like that. He said, you are fine. I said, hallelujah. I'm telling you. He says, you're fine? Because we were praying, don't let them see nothing, dear Lord. Let them see. But now let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what God did. And Pastor Brady said, but Lord, you knew this. So I was just rejoicing and being exceedingly glad. When they took me down, when they took me, I'm going to take just a few more minutes of my own time. Bear with me. Got to tell you what Jesus has done. Jesus will hear prayers. So when they took me uh, down, he wanted me, he wanted his mom to ride shotgun with him. That's what he said. Ride shotgun with me down to BMO. I said, okay. And I'm driving his Mercedes. I was cool in that Mercedes. You hear? He let me drive his Mercedes truck, okay? We got down there, and, he, and uh, the, uh, the people who do the radiation, you know, you have a mask and everything. They make a profile of your whole body. They said, do you want to come in and see the machine? 
let's go into do the radiation. I said, oh, yes, oh, yes, I want to see it. So they took me in that little room. Now they're all standing around. Now this is where he will be. And we'll put it, I saw his mask laying there. And I sat, I stood there, I said, thank you. I said, just for a moment, put my hand up. That's a big machine because it, it rotates. I put my hand up there. I said, Lord, I said, don't you let their rays go into my son's head and mess up his brain. Let your rays go in there and heal that boy. And every, I went with him every day, every day. And boy, I would be talking to patients, and my son would say, I'm going, Ma. He would go, and I said, excuse me, I tell Jesus. I know it was Jesus. I said, don't you let those deadly rays touch my boy's good brain. You touch my boy's brain. Hallelujah. So that's my praise for tonight. I got my praise on. I need a guitar. I got my praise on. This God is something, folk. This God is something. You hear? And when I get to glory, whoo, I told Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm learning my dance steps now so I can dance around that throne in glory and thank Jesus. We should be constantly thanking. Well, let me pray so we can get into our service. Father, I'm, I'm full, and I thank you for your mercy and your grace. Now as we open your word, you just push me aside and talk about your goodness and how you want us to be and in the end, dear Lord, being with you. Thank you for the folk that have come tonight. Holy Spirit, move on their hearts. You know the conditions of the hearts. Move on them. Pray for John tonight. Touch John. Bring John back to us. Thank you, Lord. In your name I pray. All God's children said. Mark 5, Mark 5, it's a, it's, a, it's a good, good story. Good. First of all, let me tell you some of the things that are stressful in your lives. Ten most stressful things in your life that bring on life changes, okay? See if you can relate to any of them. Ten most stressful life changes. Mark 5, on a scale of 1 to 100, <coughs> excuse me, scale of 1 to 100, 10 is most stressful, uh, these are the 10 most stressful life changes. Death of a spouse, 100. It's hard, isn't it? Divorce, 73. These, these are high numbers, aren't they? Marital separation, 65. Detention in jail or institution, 63. Death of close family members, 63. These are high numbers, folks. They may be higher. Major personal injury or illness, 53. Marriage, 50. She got to work on, ooh, that's right. He got to work on this thing. Ooh, he said, ooh, ooh. 50, buddy. Getting fired, 47. Marital reconciliation, 45. Retirement, 45. And they don't have single parents. because I mean, that's, that's 100. That's kicking 100 right there. The Bible has good words for those, but this is, this is, 
The Bible is the answer to every one of these stressful life changes. Mark 5. Mark 5, verse 25. Let me give you a little background. Give you a little background. Now, Jesus had been teaching and preaching as usual, doing more, doing more healing. And he was on his way over again by ship. Had just landed. And out of the synagogue came one of the, the rulers, Jairus. And uh, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter is, is, is lying at the point of death. If, if you could just come and, and just, all you got to do is lay your hands on her. Lay your hands on her. And you know, you got some, you got some of these, these preachers, just lay your hand on her. Lay your hands on her. Jairus said, if you just come and lay your hands on my daughter. He says, I know that she'll be healed and she'll live. So right away, Jesus went on. And, and his disciples were really surprised that he went on with this, this, this guy from the synagogue. He knew how they felt about him. And he wasn't far. Jairus didn't live far. Spirit of Prophecy says when you check it out in uh, Desire of Ages, he didn't live far. But you know how Jesus... Everywhere Jesus went, there was a, a mass of people following him. And because Jesus is so, as he walked the earth, he was so tender, so full of compassion, that he just could not, he could not say, I don't have time for you. Many times we shrug off people who really need our help. I, I don't have the time. But he took time. He healed. He took time and he listened. A lot of times we don't, we, don't, we don't take time to listen. He took the time. So this delayed his time in getting to the home of Jairus. So by the time Jesus was almost there, he says, don't, don't worry about it. But this is during this moment when Jesus is walking. Going to the home of Jairus to lay his hands on his daughter and heal her. In the crowd. In the crowd. We talk about a woman who had suffered just getting down to the truth. She had been bleeding for 12 years. Think of it. The woman was bent over in pain. Doctors had been taking her money left and right. So now she's broke. Couldn't even stand up. Couldn't be in anybody's company because she stunk. Oh, here comes a stinking woman. Oh, here comes a stinking woman. Right? Couldn't go to church. If she would come to the doors of the church, I'm sorry, but you, sorry, uh, I'm sorry, you just can't come in. Her family, she was ostracized because of her sickness, that bleeding. Twelve years. And the thing about it, she wasn't walking upright like this. She was in pain. 
She was in pain. She was bent down like this. There's a lady I see ever so often where I live, and I'm telling you, she's like in a letter L, and I feel so sorry for her. Satan's has done a do to the children of God. You hear that? All this crippledness, all this sickness, all this disfiguration, it's the result of sin. It's the result of Lucifer being kicked out of heaven because he was envious and jealous and, uh, of Jesus and he came to this earth and he's been cutting the fool and making a mockery out of God's creation. But one day soon, hallelujah, it's all going to be over. So here she is. She's broke. No help. No one to give her any sort of money to, to, to see if something else could be done. The doctors knew good and well that they could not cure her. But they just sucked her money from her. And you know, when you're sick, you, you, people say, go to Mexico, go to the Argentina, go here. Go My friend went to one of the places, and you, 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 you want to get well. I know how I felt about my boy. Uh, go, go to Georgetown. Go, go, go to John. Call Dr. Ben. You, you, you will do anything to get better. Nothing. She was weak, painful. But she heard somewhere. She heard somewhere that Jesus could cure. You know, it's important that we talk about Jesus. Somebody is listening. She heard somewhere that Jesus could cure. Now she's starting to feel Maybe something can happen with me. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Weak and suffering, she hears that Jesus is by the seaside. Now picture it. Girl is paining. She is full of... She's down like this, and people are disgusted because they can smell her, and she's trying to get to Jesus. All she knows is she's hearing the clamor that Jesus is by the seashore, the seashine, seaside. He's healing. He's teaching. If I could just get to Jesus. Jesus is now making his way to Levi Matthew's house. Going to go there and have a feast. She can't get her. Maybe I can try that. She once again, she tries to get. People will block your way to get to Jesus. If you are trying to get to Jesus, people will block your way with doubt. Oh, no, this isn't the way you should go. Oh, you, oh, you don't want to go to that church. That church. They don't eat meat. What you talking about? 
you got to give up the ham and the B-A-C-O-N. People will block your way if you're trying to get to Jesus. But you got to have a made-up mind. This woman was sick. This woman couldn't even walk up straight, and she was determined, I am going to get to Jesus. Been suffering for 12 years. Some of you are carrying junk for the longest time. When are you going to leave it with Jesus? Carrying some heavy burdens you are. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that are heavily burdened, and I will give you, I will give you rest. Blockades, jobs, family, husbands. Want to take your stand for Christ. You take your stand, I'll kill you. I know, I know, I know a situation like that. I used to Bible work for my ex-husband. And this lady was interested. She, I mean, she was coming out to the meetings and everything. And I, I, she was at the point where she should make the decision to follow Christ. I went and see her every day. She said, I know I should. She said, but my, my husband, he just won't let me do it. So I'm, I'm like, you want, what, you want, how do you want me to pray? What, what do you want me to do? You want me to pray him into another world? What do you want me to do? I, I can do stuff for you. She, he, he just doesn't want me to do it. And if he wasn't here, I would do blockade. I said, sister, okay, do you mean what you're saying? Yes, I do. I said, I'm going to pray about your husband. Lord, remove a husband. <laughs> you, all are, you all are laughing. The man died. I wasn't for my prayer, I'm sure, but I mean, my prayer was pushing him a little bit down the road. <laughs> husband died. I don't know what the cause was, but a husband died. Went back to us, said, sister, your husband's out the way. What you going to do? Well, I don't know. You're playing with God now. God will remove the obstacle. Don't play with him. Don't play with him. Don't let anybody block your way to Christ. You hear? Let no one block your way to Christ. This thing is individual, folk. God is not coming to save this whole church. He's not coming to save the, what's the name of this church? San Jose Central He's not coming to save that Central Church. He's not coming to do it. He's coming to save you. He's coming to save you who has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you've made your mind up that I'm going to go back to heaven with him. That's what he's coming to save. This woman struggling, struggling to get to Jesus. Struggling to get to Jesus. This is sweet Jesus. Sister White says, in the midst of the confusion, now, remember, she's down here. And, you know, back in those days, you know, if you just touched a cloth, they believed in that. You know, Peter had the hankies and everything. And, and people believed that that's where the, the virtue came. You just touch my jacket, mama, and get some healing, you know. 
uh, that they believed that. They believed that back in those days. You just touch, 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 the, touch the cloth. You know, where I lived in South Carolina, boy, that man used to come on that radio. He would say, "Bring your cabbages, cabbage. Bring your cabbages. Put an S on. Bring your cat and be blessed. And I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a." Blessed hanky. That man had gone down to a five and dime store, Walmart, no doubt. Bought a bunch of hankies, and he was selling them for $25. But people back in those days, they believed there was virtue. There was, he there was healing in the, in, in the touching of the garments. Now, here she is way down here. All she can see are feet and ankles trying to get to Jesus. The crowd is jostling Jesus left and right. Left and right. His posse is around him, but the people, the throngs are just there. And here's this stinking, hurting, filthy, lonely lady trying to get to Jesus. And amid the confusion and all the voices, we're told that she just sees his figure go by but she still has hope if you don't have hope you have nothing hope in the Lord if you don't have hope you may as well hang it up hope stepped in there hope stepped in there now this is the sweet part about Jesus you read it, read it in, in Desire of Ages. It said, Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus placed himself where she was. Sometimes we think we're so far from Christ, we're so far from Jesus. He has placed himself where we are. But we're so distracted. We're so consumed with self. We're so consumed about this, consumed and concerned about that, that we don't see him standing right there in front of us. Sister White said he placed himself where she could see him. You take one step, Jesus, Jesus walking. But you've got to hook up with divinity. You've got to hook up with divinity. And he, 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 she, remember, she's down here. She's down here. And Jesus is up here. She said, if I can just get to him, if I can just get to him, that Jesus had placed himself right there. You've got to make an effort to get to Jesus. Jesus has magnified technology. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't read that word of God, you will not know the, what, the, 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 the methods and the snares that Satan is getting ready to take you down. He doesn't want you to read it because it exposes him. This lady, she's all down here hurting, bleeding, Stinking Jesus has placed himself, that's what Sister White says. And she gets herself through that crowd. 
and she gets herself painfully and she says, if I can just touch the hem, hem of his garment, Sister Evans. And she gets and she reaches because the people are knocking and she's weak and she can't make it. And just enough, she touches the hem of Jesus' garment. Immediately the blood stopped. Hallelujah. Girl straightened up. Sister White says all those organs started really working. Working. She's standing up. She knew, she knew her faith, her tiny bit of faith in Christ reached out and touched divinity and she was healed immediately. Jesus now. Everybody hitting on him, bumping him, bumping him, bumping him. Jesus said, somebody touched me. If you're stinking with sin, if you're reeking with sin, all you got to do is touch him. He doesn't care what you smell like. He doesn't care what you look like. He stands there and he says, who touched me? Stinking Carol touched me. Those lying lips touched me. That addict touched me. I've got to be cleansed. She touched him. Father, everybody, everybody's family. How, how can you say virtue went out of me? How, how can you say who touched How can you say who touched me? Because virtue went out of me. It's, it's a difference. There's a statement I have. It's one thing to to know Christ, but it's another thing to believe in him. A lot of people have a theory about God, have a theory about him. Jesus could tell the difference in the touch. You can tell the difference in touches, can't you? Can't you, Andrew? You can tell the difference in touch and know somebody, then somebody won't. You know what I'm saying? Tell the difference in touch. got to make that effort. We've got to make that step. Sister White says when we pray, we need to put feet to our prayers. Oh, Lord, really help me to just be the child you want me to be. What is that? What is that? That's nothing. What is that? We've got to put feet to our prayers. We've got to take that first step. If, if, if the children of Israel had not gone down with that tiny bit of, uh, of faith and put their foot in that, and let me tell you something, I don't do any water. I drink it and I take a shower. That's as far as water gets with me. But to think that you are going to cross some waters, your faith in Jesus Christ. Lord says, you have faith. You can say, move out the way, mountain. Skip away. Faith in Jesus Christ hooked up with divinity. You are a power for the world. He says, I, you will have power. I will give you another portion of that. Do you know how much power you, you are entitled to? You have a potential of? Jesus. Jesus, folk. We're the most 
powerful. We realize we're the most powerful people because of Jesus Christ. Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. And so, girl had hope. Her faith kicked in. You have faith. You have faith plus divine power. It equaled cure. We are told. We are told that with the power of God, we are to heal people. We're to heal people. Years ago, I went to the Holbrook, that's our Indian self-supporting school. I was talking about the goodness of the Lord. I'm going to tell you two, two instances. The Lord, folks, let me tell you. The Lord is waiting to use you. He's waiting to use you. He's waiting to use you. You don't use him. You don't use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uses you. I'll tell you the first one. My daughter, Donna Maria, she was a teacher and assistant to the principal at Oakwood Academy, our school in Huntsville, Alabama, a few years ago. She had gone on a field trip on that yellow bus, that famous yellow bus that people do not like, the yellow bus. And she says, Mommy, something happened, skidding or something on the road, and the bus skidded and just started turning. She said, I held on with to the handles, to the, to the back seat of, the, of the, the seats. She said, Mommy, I held on so, because I did, there were no seat belts, nothing like that. She strained every muscle in her body. Now I'm talking to my daughter. I'm, in, I'm, I'm up in Silver Spring. She's down in Alabama. Painful. Painful. And I'm saying, well, what are you doing? I, I'm going to the doctor, Mommy, but I can hardly walk. And she was getting ready to graduate from Oakwood. I'm praying for her at home. Come on, Jesus. Got to touch my daughter. Got to just touch my daughter. I'd get on the phone. I'd talk to her just about every night. One night sitting in my house, the Lord said to me, go down and lay hands on her. I called her. I said, I'm coming down. I said, I'm coming down. The Lord told me to come down and lay hands on you. Got my airplane ticket. Got on down to Huntsville, Alabama. She was mobile. But she walked like a decrepit little lady. Just pitiful. I watched my daughter walking. You know, you don't want your children to hurt. You, you don't want them to hurt. You, you take the hurt. I watched my daughter. I sat her down in the living room after we got straightened out. Could have been the next day because I watched her go from the living room to the kitchen. So I got up and I said, Don Maria, I said, Lord told me to lay hands on you. I said, sit down. 
And I asked her a few questions. Her belief. Do you believe down the road, Lord, give me yes, ma'am. And I asked her different things in her life. Yes, ma'am. So I prayed and I laid my hands on her. And I asked the Lord to heal her. And I went on back into my bedroom, thanking God. She told me later, walking, walking. She says, Mommy, I felt something come out of me, just being pulled at me. I said, oh, it was the Holy Ghost healing me. It was the Holy Ghost healing me. We're supposed to do this, my brothers and sisters. All power is given. If you hook up with the divine, the divine will use you when he wants to use you. Praise God. I give God the glory. I went out to Holbrook to our Navajos out there, Arizona. I went out there just to minister to the folk. And I remember one of the Indian ladies came to me, and I don't remember what all I know. She said something about her hands. She says, will you, will you pray for healing? I said, sure. Talk to her. Put my hands on her. Hallelujah. Prayed for her. Went on about my business. Thank Jesus. Went on about my business. Years later, they had their first Navajo camp meet up in the Atlantic Union, up in Massachusetts. They asked me to go. Went on up there. Now, I don't remember folk like I should. But for some unknown reason, they can't remember. And here came this Navajo woman. She says, sister. I said, hello, how are you? Well, I'm glad you're here. Do you remember me? No, ma'am, I don't remember you. She says, sister, you prayed for me. I said, oh, okay. She said, you prayed healing on my hands. I said, were you healed? Yes, ma'am. Well, thank God and go about your way. You're supposed to be healed. This is what God wants to do. Touch the hem of his garment. Touch the hem of his garment and ask for the power from on high. Touch the hem of his garment and say, Lord, make me more like Jesus. So here this girl, girlfriend had, she touched it, hope kicked in, belief kicked in. And, and Sister White says, I mean, she believed, she believed that God would heal her. She believed. Sister White says, he, general, he who waits for entire knowledge before he will exercise faith cannot receive the blessing from God. Some hard words, isn't it? It is not enough to believe about Christ. We must believe in Christ. The only faith that will benefit us is that which embraces Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, which appropriates his merits toward us. Only way we will get to know him personally, we got to read his love letter. I sit there and I read this Bible, and I'm not perfect. I'm just cute. That's all. I'm not perfect. I'm just cute. That's all it is to I tell folks, I'm not perfect. Not me. I'm just, I'm just anybody. But I sit there. I read this word. My name is throughout this Bible. If I don't write Carol, I write my initials, CB. I said, Lord, Give this to me. Lord, give that to me. 
It's only for your glory. Give it to me, Jesus. I'm constantly touching the hem of his garment so I can become more and more like Jesus. I want to be able to walk. And when I walk past you, my homeboy, you'll look and say, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that Carol? Is that Jesus walking by? That's the way I want it to be. Who was that? Who was that? That's Jesus' shadow. That's who that is. That hope, that faith, that belief hooked up. Now, now girl, she, she's got this grateful heart, but she, she, she's trying to hide now because she, she doesn't know what they're going to think of her. She tries to hide, but let me tell you, Jesus thrives on thankfulness. One other point, Jesus had to, he, he, he was looking, where is she, where is she? He was looking at her because he knew the superstition when it came to the cloth. He had to let them know, no, 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 this was not superstition. This was divine power from on high. I am Jesus, God's son. This was true healing. And he looked at her and he looked at her and he said, come on up here. And she came to Jesus. She came to Jesus. Sister White says one of the greatest sins we have is the sin of ingratitude. You like to be thanked, Andrew? How does it make you feel? Makes you feel good. Ingratitude. He loves when we thank him. I guess he, I don't know how he acts. I, I got to, hey, 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 you hear my people down there, hey. You know what I'm saying? Gratitude. There's that song, How Can I Say Thanks? for the things he has done for me. Things so undeserved. Yet he gives to prove his love for me. And then he said, you come and you come up and let me tell you what Jesus has done for you. Let me tell you. And we should also have confession of his faithfulness. Ten lepers, buddy, came to Jesus walking. They were healed as they were walking. And one of them went, whoa. Whoa, man. This can't be. Boy turned around. Come on back to Jesus. Hey, gee. Hey. Thank you, man. And the others went on. When you read the spirit of prophecy, it says it was because of that one that they were blessed. You ever think about that your neighbors are blessed because of you? Suppose you act in a fool, they can't get the blessing. Blessed because of you. I like this story. I'm going to end it this way. Let's give some thanks to God. 
let's give some thanks to God. Get ready. Get to thinking. Andrew, get the, get the microphone. We're going to give some thanks to God. Who touched me? That stinking woman, that stinking man touched me. Now I'm whole. Let's give some thanks to God. He's worthy of our praise, folk. The kingdom should begin now. You heard my thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And the pastor prayed over my boy. I appreciate the pastor prayed over my boy. He said, now, Lord, you need to heal him from the cancer of, was it sin? What did you say, Pastor. His physical cancer, what was it? The sin, that's all. Just call it by its name. He needs to come on back to Christ. I'm thankful that God is going to do that. He's working on it now. Let's give some thanks to God before we close. Come on. Everybody should be fighting for this here. Come on, Andrew. <laughs> give some thanks to God. Uh, my name is Monique, and I want to give thanks to God for healing me from um, stage four cancer. Stop it. Hallelujah. 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 Let me tell you, folks, it's okay to yell. The building's not going to fall on you. Hallelujah. Stage four. Um, my name is Jackie. And I've been coming to this church for many, many years. I brought my kids here, my daughter Ariel, my son Eric, and yesterday my son John. I asked my son John to come yesterday without having to pull teeth. And for the love of God, he found this beautiful lady in front of me. He saw something more deeper than other people can see. And after worship yesterday, spent time talking to my son. And that's God's gift. That he saved your life to talk to you. So God does answer prayers. He listens and he sees. So I'm grateful for that. Even though he's not here, I, I know he wants to be. And he will be again. So I give a great thanks to Carol, to the pastor, and to God. Okay, they're praying for John way down in uh, Florida, girl. I, I got on the horn this morning. Oh, you got, oh, you should see John. John is sharp, clean, nice. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. They said, we're praying yeah. for John. They're in prayer meeting. They're praying for John. John's coming. Yeah. Got a nice boy out here. Got nice children. Hello. Thank you. I second that praise. Very much so. I praise God for the green and purple on the board right now. Those are people that come, people that we've prayed for. And um, yesterday, seeing John here, John completely reminds me of my nephew. I was telling Jackie this yesterday. Like, he completely reminds me of my nephew, Ryan. And seeing John here, like, brought me to tears because I thought, you know, even though this isn't Ryan right now, this is a Ryan. Everybody has, you know, someone that they want here or they want, you know, to come to Christ. And even if it wasn't my nephew. It's your son, you know. Everybody has someone. And that, um, I just praise God for 
we're bringing people that we're praying for. Anybody else? Go ahead, Mom. Um, it's, it's uh, um, you know how people pray to God and then they answer their prayers? Well, there's a verse in the Bible, Bible Jeremiah 29, verse 12, that says, pray to me and I will listen to you. And show you great and mighty things. That's right. And anyone else? Okay. Okay. You first. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to thank God because He called me. And I mean, it was, He called me in a mighty way that um, even though I, there was, Satan was wanted to stop me from coming. But God opened the way for me, and here I am. I, I was baptized three years ago, Amen. and I thank God for Praise that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I got your sound on. I praise God every day, every morning. I praise God because I will never forget what he did for me in my life. I will never forget how near de death I was over and over and over again, he saved my life. I was alcohol and drug addicted. I was uh, walking around without my senses about me. I avoided car accidents. I mean, I don't know. At the time, I didn't know why I would wake up and I was still alive. Maybe I'd be in the hospital. Maybe I'd, I was, he preserved my life. Um, there was an incident where I called my little sister from a hospital and I didn't know where I was or how I got there. And she just called all the hospitals. I hung up on her because I was so incoherent. I, she couldn't, but she knew I was in a hospital. She called all the hospitals, got there to the hospital and told and asked me, do they know anything about drugs? And I go, no, they think I'm just drunk. And she goes, let's get out of here before you get a charge. <laughs> so she got me out of there. But that was just one of many incidents. He brought me out of darkness. He restored my soul. He saved my life. And every day I am grateful because I shouldn't be sitting here. But he had other plans for me, other plans that I could not even imagine or fathom at the time. God is so good. You know how many times the Lord has to whip the devil on our behalf? We have anybody else? Sister Evelyn. The Lord will make a way out somehow, and we need to keep close to him. That's right. I just want to really thank the Lord uh, just bring me back to church. I've been out quite some time, and that spirit, something that just telling me to uh, come back. And it's a blessing. I feel good knowing that the Lord telling me this, and I'm acting up, up on his word. And this is a blessing. I thank him for waking me up this morning, and I'm going to try to be strong. I just want him to make me stronger that I can continue and continue until he comes. And I thank him. God bless you. Got my mind made up, and I won't turn back forever. For I'm going to see my Jesus someday. I just want to praise God because he's, he's brought me back. 
and Satan is really bringing problems on me ever since he's brought me back, but I know I'm going to be well in Jesus. Hello, I, I, I would like to thank Jesus for uh, the fact that I was, uh, let's see, last week I asked for a prayer because I was faced with a dilemma and the prayer was answered. The dilemma I was faced with was homelessness, but now that's been cured. So I'd just like to thank Jesus for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We should be yelling. Hallelujah for all these things. You know what came to me? I must say it was I'm going home after a while. Y'all can call me on the phone with this. If we would do more encouraging each other and, and, and stop the gossip, the gossip would stop. We don't have time for gossip. We don't have time for cutting folk down. I, I'm talking some stuff that's on my heart. Let's encourage each other. Don't have time to talk about how you look. Don't have time to pick and dot I's and cross T's and put commas in. Encourage each other in the Lord. You will see a difference in your own life. You hear? Encourage each other. Help each one of you to stay focused on your goal, which is the kingdom of God. And if you can't get off the gossip train, then keep your mouth shut. Because we hurt folk. We hurt too many of God's children. We're on our way to heaven, folk. Remember Jesus hung on the cross for us. He shed his blood for us. He loves us. Now I'm going to make an appeal. There are those who have already stood for baptism. You don't have to stand tonight. Praise God for your decision. Someone else needs to give their heart to God. You say, I want to go to heaven. I want to be with Jesus. I'm going to give up the junk. I no longer think about myself. I'm thinking about Jesus. Jesus loves me. He died for me. This I know. I want to be with Jesus. I may not know all the steps to take, but at this point, the Holy Spirit is moving me to say, raise your hand and say, I want to join Jesus' army that's going to heaven. Is there someone here tonight? You haven't, you haven't done it yet, but you're sitting here thinking, I, I, I want to go to heaven. I want to be with this Jesus. Is there someone tonight? You haven't done it before. Hallelujah. Pastor, get your eyes on them. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? You haven't stood. You haven't raised your hand this week. I'm calling for the new folk. Anybody else? Are you already baptized? Do I need to talk to you in the pastor's study? Are you making up your mind to go to heaven with Jesus pretty thing? Do you want to go to heaven? Are you willing for a pastor to talk to you? Huh? Can't do that here. I'm not putting you on the spot. 
But Jesus said, I'm not ready to come yet. Where will he be? Amen. You come to me. I have four more days here. Four more days. I got Thursday. I only got three days. Girl, can't even count. Can't even count. Three more days here. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're too pretty to belong to Satan. Do you understand? Too pretty to belong to Satan. He didn't do a, didn't do a thing for you. You go back and you tell John the same thing. Satan didn't die for you. He wants you to die with him because then he won't have to bear your sin. See, a boy gonna burn for me. You're too pretty for Satan. Do you understand? You're I'm, pl I'm not playing. You're made in God as God's image. You got three days. You got three days to make up your mind for Jesus Christ. Do you understand, pretty thing? Three days. Now, Satan got a big plan for you because he's going to try and take you out. You got three days. You come to me. You know the pastor. You hear? Don't play with this thing. I'm not ready. You better spit those words out your mouth. Jesus is ready for you. How many days you have? Well, you know, my way my mind runs. You only have one day as far as I'm concerned to remember, okay? Come to me tomorrow night and say, Carol, I'm serious. I'm serious. I don't know what you did, Mama, but they sure are mannerly children. Mannerly children. Throw your hand at Satan. Come on to Jesus' side. You hear? Come up here, my brother. Come on, Pastor. Pastor stands with me. Come on up here. My man. It's my man coming up here. Look at him. Good thing, church. Y'all be going, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell me your name, because I don't know everybody's name. Ricardo. That's right. You told me twice. Ricardo, bear with me. I am 73. There's no reason, though, is it? Ricardo. I call him Ricardo. Praise the Lord, Ricardo. Sister Carol, sister somebody else. Who? I don't know. Come on. Ricardo. Stand here and pray. Tell them to come on. Okay, who else is out there? Come on, raise your hand. Come on, give in, give in, give in. Jesus loves you. Raise your hand. Who is it? Who is it? Is it you? No, the one that's turning her head. Is it you? Is it? Are you baptized already? Not yet? Rebaptism. Rebaptism. A lady caught me at the door one time. I was down in West End in Georgia. She said, Sister Barron, you didn't call for rebaptism. I stood right at the door. I said, Sister, do you want to be rebaptized? She said, Yes, she is rebaptized that next Sabbath. Rebaptism. Who is it here? 
Who is it here? It's you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Yell. Hallelujah. Girl had to prompt me. Hallelujah. Rebaptism. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You with me, Sage? Snapping like not yet. I want to get into my my dad was really into the church. Uh, my dad's having a um, in his church. In fact, the podium that you stand at is something my dad made pulpit for. That one and that one. Well, my dad. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, my dad. Mm -hmm. So every time we come here, we're always up in tears or I hear my dad sing all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see him again. Jackie, the church be praised. Come on, get up here and stand with us. Come on. Come on, get on up here and stand with us where you belong. Hallelujah. Get on up here and stand with us. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your something for folks going to get in that watery grave come Sabbath and all the others that are going to be in that watery grave come Sabbath you better treat them right mean it or God's going to get you and that's a true threat. You better treat these people right that's going to be baptized. Savvy. You better treat each other right, but you better treat these new babies right. God's going to get you. He says, when you touch the least of them, you have touched me. Don't play with them. Encourage them. They're babies learning to walk. They're not where you are. Maybe they don't need to be where you are. Treat them right. They come home. They come home. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm too busy sniffing. You pray. Praise God. Is anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. What? You can cry all over my jacket. I don't care. I can wash <laughs> this boy. Anybody else out there? You know what you need to do.
okay, I got three days. Two, really. Three days. Go ahead, Pastor, pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you because of the decisions that have just been made. Decisions that affect life and death. Decisions that affect eternity. I praise you because these precious souls have decided that this world has nothing for them. That everything that is good can only come from you. And therefore they want you. Father, I pray that you'll protect Jackie, Ricardo, and Ariel. Bless them greatly. Because just as we heard tonight, Satan is going to put many roadblocks in their way. If they are in their own way, get them out of their own way. But tonight, we know that this decision requires a complete sacrifice. Where they're not coming partly, they're coming 100% to give their all. Bless them, O oh Lord. I pray that you will be with those that are still in the valley of decision. That are between two opinions, not knowing if they're coming or going. Father, it's time that they come. Bring them, Lord. Move them. Convict them. Because the days are evil. Thank you because today is the day of salvation. Help us to come today. Though we may not be standing up right now, we who have made that decision previously, we recommit our lives to you because we need you just as bad. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us. And may we know and believe and trust you and what you are doing and have done and will do. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tell you something, Pastor. Um, I'm gonna stand up here and sing. You all gotta get be baptized together because you gotta hold each other. Okay. Gotta be baptized together because they've got they know. We will learn together. We will struggle together. But you go in this thing. This is a beautiful sight. You're not by yourself, are you, Ricardo? Where's this, 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 his wife? Get up here, wife, someday, God willing. <laughs> now, Monique is baptized. So you took your stand already. Oh, I know you're going to, you're going to baptize and perform the wedding. When's the wedding? Is it going to be before I go? <laughs> Can you do it Saturday night? <laughs> I leave Sunday morning. <laughs> you're going to baptize and you're going to marry him, huh? God is going to do great things. You're ready to go down the water? all the Lord said. And if you open your mouth, it hinders me. And we'll keep learning and go in this thing together. 
strengthen each other. Hallelujah. Make sure you can't get married Saturday night. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is this beautiful? Lord, bless and keep you. Lord, bless all of you. Let's be faithful until Jesus comes. This time we will have, um, Pastor will be performing our special music this evening. Big decisions have just been made. And big decisions are still needing to be made. The song I'll be sharing with you was written by a composer by the name of Sibelius. He wrote this this melody during a time where the country of Finland was at war. And when the people would hear this tune, they were at peace because they knew that if they were able to hear this tune, they had hope that the war would come out in their favor. And we too are in a similar war. That's what we've been talking about with this evangelistic meetings have been all about the war in heaven. And some of us are on this side, the side of the enemy. Others of us have made our decision, are, are making our decision to get to this side, the side of Jesus Christ. Once we get to this side of being with Jesus, we got to stay here. We can't go back over there. And so when we come to this side, we need to be still and remember what Jesus has done for us and know what he will do now and tomorrow. Let us trust him as our soul is still.
wonderful song, Pastor. Thank you so much. Um, we have seen some wonderful things happening this week, and I'd like to praise God for for the Holy Spirit moving in our church. When, when I first came to this church and I first met the pastor, I started getting involved. He told me something that, at in the, this was about a year ago, he said, prepare yourself. There is some, God has something huge planned for this church. And let me tell you, at that time, it was thin. <laughs> it, it was really, really thin. But this evening and this these past two weeks, um, even the past couple of months, we have seen transformations not only of existing members, um, but longtime members that haven't been around, and now the new, the new are coming around, and, and I'd like to praise God for that. Um, I'd like to say I, I'm surprised, but I can't be because we know we know what God can do. He's done it in each and every one of our lives. Um, I don't want to waste time or the Holy Spirit working on any hearts. You know our closing announcements. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit resonate with you guys this evening. God bless. It's all about you. Make sure that as you exit, uh, the pastor can collect your cards um, as you exit the sanctuary. For your glory and your fame, it's not about me, as if you should.